Uh, I looked it up, and it says that Jackie Chan is worth $400 million. $400 million? Jackie mm-hmm. Chan? Yeah, that's insane. You know, even... I don't think even Floyd Mayweather has that much money. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah, he does. I feel like he does, yeah. Oh. What is his? This is probably... One billion? But he pro- it says he, he has... 500 million that's how much he's earned but he's i guess he probably spent a lot of it yeah he's always he's always flunting what do you think about have you seen that uh floyd mayweather and logan paul mm. do you know about logan paul uh yeah yeah i saw that one oh how, do you, how do you feel about logan paul fighting like the best boxer uh, the undefeated i really want floyd mayweather to fight manny pacquiao again because I really read up on all of that. And, you know, of course, I like Pacquiao because he's Asian and he's a small guy. And uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, I don't know why I find that he had a shoulder injury. And uh, it, people know that um, the boxing commission, the, the, they're always, uh, they always favor Mayweather. They always treat him better. So they yeah. wouldn't let Manny Pacquiao have his, his tortorol shot to numb the pain. Even though that's like standard and, you know, damn other stuff, you know. So like, so you're saying that the the, the boxing committee could just be like trying to make Floyd May any Floyd Mayweather like, the person he is. The, the they're yeah, trying to yeah, that's what it keep says the guy on like, undefeated and keep him the go. Well, I I think that was a big match because you know like Mayweather was like, at least forty five fights in and see if he lost then like. Nobody would care about him anymore because yeah. there's plenty of fighters who have won more than 50 fights and lost one. And, you know, the greatest fighter of all time, he lost four or five. But really, like, only four or five before. Who are you referring to? Muhammad Ali. Okay. The, I, I don't think the, you should the, count the ones after he, like, comes back because he, he, he doesn't... He's nothing like before because he's already got, like, the Parkinson's. Yeah, I, I'm not him. really, like, versed on... Uh, Muhammad Ali. I've seen like very few clips on him, but I've just heard and I have the assumption that he was the greatest of all time. Yeah, uh over last COVID I um started watching a lot of boxing. Old boxing on, oh, on yeah, YouTube. Bro. Yeah. You you've gotten into boxing. I don't mean to cut you out, but I feel like I shouldn't uh kinda preface this. Me and Jin oh, by the way, this is Jin, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my name's Jin Chang. Jin Chang. You're listening to The Next Best Thing. And uh, me and Jin met at an improv class. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of hit it off just like right off the bat almost. And uh, COVID hit. We ended that. And we haven't really seen each other. But I've been following him on like Snapchat and everything. And you got into boxing, bro. Tell us mm-hmm. about that. How, oh, how, yeah. How'd you get into boxing? Because uh, I feel like this, you kind of led your way into that. Yeah, uh, well, first I want to say that uh, uh, Trent was pretty, was really quite good at the improv, and I think that's because he's just got like a relaxed, chill personality. Oh, bro, you're saying too much. <laughs> no, and uh, probably probably like one of the best ones, just because like he'd never let fear get in his way or whatever, so. That's cool, I love to hear that. Yeah, that no, it's makes just me humble. really easy for you to be silly, so. I believe, yeah, that is kind of, that is true. I can, and bro, you're the same, bro. It, I feel, you were the type of uh, improv person that could just like come up with 
the craziest thing, the craziest, funniest thing. Like you would, like someone would say something and then you would just go the opposite way and make it funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like you would just, you just had that natural gift to, to be funny. And so like anything you were a part of, I was like, this is going to be funny. No matter like which route it goes. Yeah, it was a good class. Everybody was pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, but with, with boxing, yeah. I haven't been boxing like a super long time, but I started last March when COVID hit. Um, I think actually, as soon as they opened the boxing gyms back up, I started at a boxing gym. Um, Did you just like, you just felt like you wanted to box? You just wanted to try it out? Or did you like slowly get into that? Like, wh- wh- I felt wh- like it was a... What made you get into that boxing yeah, um, club? I don't know. I think, I, I know I felt like a, a higher calling, like a higher being I felt called me to do the boxing. Really? Yeah, I felt like it was like, it was something that I had to pursue, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, bro, um, I love that. That's, I feel that that's the best way to like get into something, honestly, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, no, like it was really just kind of random. It, it, it felt like it called out to me. It, it felt like, almost I could say like as if it came to me in a dream or something, you know? You just kind of woke up one day, that kind of thing? It's kind of like Inception, you know, you don't know where the idea stuck at first, but at some point it got in your head and then it gets deep enough and you're like, yeah, you know, you don't do it. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. I'm a pretty stocky, stocky kind of brawny fellow. Yeah. Anyways. And I always thought, you know, I have good reflexes. I have great balance and, um. I have a hard head. I think I have a really good chin. I think I can take some good headshots. Some I mean, fucking rockers. You don't. You don't want to, cause that like ends your career pretty quickly if you get a lot of that. But um, <laughs> that's but what yeah. I've always been afraid of for sure. Just getting smacked and messing with my head for the rest of my life. I've always liked endurance sports, and boxing is definitely taxes your lungs and is a lot of endurance and um I've also had like an aggressive streak and I think it's it's great you know it's kind of like you know if you didn't have sex in your life or you didn't masturbate you know boxing (laughs) would be just a a great way to get that energy out of you yeah and and I don't just like hitting the punching bag the punching bag's fine but it's it's really when you can spar with a real person and um it's 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 different than yeah you have to get over yourself like at first um it was hard for me to get used to the idea of like hitting somebody because you're so civilized you know yeah 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 but you have to you have to focus on it because my experience was they didn't really give me a break you know even if they were new too they weren't afraid to hit me yeah so you got (laughs) to get over this thing where you just you're you're they're not holding back yeah, and I remember the first time I sparred, it was this former MSU football player. It was last year. He had just graduated. He was like a a, t- a wide receiver or something, but he was really stocky. That and would be scary. He, uh, he yep. hit me a few times really hard, and that just like triggered something into me where I was just like, just like primally, instinctually, I wasn't fighting so much just like thinking anymore. I was just like going off of uh, instinct and that felt different. You know, you felt mad. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that was amazing. That feeling that getting that out, cause you don't get to do that often in society, you know, like 
somebody can be a dickhead and, and you may think all day long that you should be able to, you know, whop them and, and give them, you know, what they deserve. And sometimes I think it'd be nice if we, we could, but, you know, at least in boxing. In boxing, you, you, have that, you have that ability to let that out. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. Just being able to bring, bring it down to basic instinct and just the natural ability we have to just fight back. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like get into that mode. Like a primal instinct, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, uh, I would say that, you know, when I got mad in the match, of course I was really new, brand new to boxing and stuff. I wasn't focusing on any of the fundamentals. No. So I guess eventually you'd want to, you know, get those skills down to where they're second nature to where when you do just fight it's like automatic but oh uh, yeah yeah but like i i feel like it's a, a marrying marriage between like skills that you practice and that you aren't familiar with versus your instincts and when they become one i feel like that's when you fight like these two kids or the karate kid is playing in the living room in yeah. the background They're in, and it's like the final match here we are. We're at like the climax of the movie right now. The evil Chang versus Parker. Jaden Smith or Jaden. Yeah. Bro, I, I really liked his performance in this movie. Yeah, it's, I, I thought he did pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of hard to know if he's just like the daddy's rich kid who can pay for like a custom rap album to be produced and to just like, you know, act and take acting lessons. Yeah. But I don't know, you know. I have a friend who said they really liked his album a couple years ago. Did you listen to it? I didn't, and I know he's got an anime on Netflix, too. Really? Yeah, it's, like, called, like, Koryoko or something. Koryoko. Oh, I like anime, bro. I really like anime. Do you? Yeah, no, um, I think my opinion on anime is, like, it can be the greatest thing to get through depression, Dude, yes. There, there were a couple times in my life where I just watched, binge-watched an anime, and the simplicity of it, and the entertainment, and just... Different than watching just a show, it was so accessible, and it helped me get through a hard time plenty of times. Dude, that, like, I keep saying, and, like, especially to my family, and I just, like, I, I showed my sister an anime, because she had never seen anime, and, like, I didn't really have that priv- privilege to uh, look at anime, and like watch anime just because it wasn't what I did and my mom was kind of against it but as soon as I found it I knew I had to get my sister into it because anime just teaches you so much and like you said you can like I feel like if if you're depressed you can watch an anime and just really bring in their reality get into that reality of their universe and because I feel like that's what you're trying to do when you watch something. You're trying to, like, put yourself in their shoes, put yourself in that reality. To me, that makes the experience so much better. And with anime, they do it so well that I totally agree with what you're saying, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, one could say that it's just, like, watching TV is just, like, an escape. But I think it's maybe closer to what you uh, are saying, which is that it's kind of like dreaming. It's you're able to process things and feelings you have about your own life through the storyline and the character of the the anime, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That's a really good way of looking at it. Because, like, bro, you fall in love with ca- the characters, dude. Like, yeah. I know I do. And, like, watching ones... Because, like, like, most of the time, all animes, they bring in, like, a squad. There's, like, a little squad of yeah. these people. And you really start... They get into those people. And you start to, like, feel for them. And sometimes they're dealing stuff that you're dealing with. And so you can relate to those people. And... I feel like it's just an amazing thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching this one you should check out. Um, it's called Tower of God. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I really like it quite a bit. What's it? Give me, like, a little premise of it. I want to hear about it. Well, um, the best part about this anime is, like, the world building, for sure. Because once you start, it's, like, instantly just, like, a totally different world that's got its own thing going on. Mm-hmm. So it's all about this tower that's been there forever and there's many levels and you have to climb the tower and when you get to the top you get anything you could possibly want all the dreams all the questions the answers are all in the tower that's what they keep stressing and so there's this main character who like likes this girl and she wants to see the stars at the top of the tower so she leaves him and disappears and this boy Uh is like the only person she's the only person he's ever known like and he's like lived in this underground little den his whole life so when she disappears he decides to follow her which is funny because you can only get to the tower if you're chosen but he was like a rare type of person who could open the gates to the tower himself and Mm. he chases her down um through the tower so he can see her again and you meet a lot of other characters too because they're also trying to climb the tower you know it's kind of like classist in a way you know like you start off with nothing and you want to get somewhere elite how, how do you get through the towers Is it oh you have to pass these tests and there's these people in charge of each floor and they test you and they're very powerful and if they're if they're a test administrator that means they've been to the top of the tower already oh that's cool yeah I so really like getting like to the top kind of gives you these special privileges within the towers like rules and society hmm that's really cool. I fuck yeah. with that, bro. I'm, I'll probably have to look into that, because I, I love getting into new anime, dude. But I want to talk about something real quick. Have you... Uh, <laughs> this is so This is so crazy to me. Have you heard about, like, Papa John? And what he uh, said? Was it something like... Did he say something racist? Basically, yeah. Like, what he said was, like, him and his team have been working for the past... 20 months to get the n-word out of his vocabulary and he like he announced that yeah there's i i, I heard <laughs> heard this video of him saying that and i'm like oh. fucking what 20 months that's yeah. crazy what do you <laughs> like what do you think about that well also why wouldn't they just round up and say two years it's just so funny like 20 months 20 but um, well, what sounds worse, twenty months or two years? Well, it's like kind of like whenever you ask how old a baby is, and they give you like months, and like mm-hmm. you're like, why can't yeah? You just say years. Maybe um, it's I feel like like but babies, I feel like parents just don't want to admit that their baby's growing up. Oh so yeah. They keep counting in months to make him seem younger than he is. Maybe they're so, like, tired that they only count one month to the next, you know? And they, like, just... I don't know. 
<laughs> um, but like he he keeps having like a a relapse, and they're like, "Oh, sir, you've got a month," and he's and he <laughs> he gets excited, and then he says it. But I just I saw that and just thought it was really interesting, bro. There's a lot of shit going on now. Like they're trying to cancel David Dobrik. Oh yeah, uh, who's that? David Dobrik. He's a uh, really famous YouTuber. He he got famous from uh, posting vlogs and his and there's this group called the Vlog Squad and they did a prank on this guy named Seth where they had they told him like he they uh, David was like I'm gonna shoot this scene this uh, this like dream sequence and when with they like making out with an old man but. You're not going to be making out with an old man. They have, like, an old man mask that they're going to put on a girl. And uh-huh. he told him it was a girl. And then uh, Seth comes in believing that the person behind this mask w- was a girl. But it was actually Jason Nash, if you know who that is. Uh-huh. He's, like, this 45-year-old man that is a part of the vlog squad. And, like, Seth didn't know that. And they full-on made out, bro. Oof. Like full on and they they were he reveals that it was Jason the whole time and he thought it was kind of fucked up and um, <laughs> he's kind of coming out now saying that he he like really realized that that wasn't really cool and so now people are making that they get he got like there's this podcast called the H3 podcast and they gave him a voice, and now there's, they're really attacking David, and I just, I really have no opinion on it, but I just feel it's very interesting, because it, it, the prank happened, like, three or four years ago, and it's, like, just now getting a bunch of attention. I just think that's kind of crazy. I don't know. Um, what do you feel about the prank? What's your opinion on that? Uh... Like, if you put yourself there, I mean, if you're not into that, you'd totally be grossed out. But in, in the realm of pranks, it just seems like a normal prank to me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could see how it crosses a boundary, but that just depends how you feel about it. Honestly, like, uh, I, I have some pretty left and leftist beliefs, but um, and I think I wouldn't want any of, like, the liberal Springfield Facebook people to know. But, you know, I do kind of think, like, cancel cultures out of control I mean I, I believe that too I, I mean there's some that. situations that are like just ridiculous there's this one at Smith College where this um this girl says she was like racially profiled yeah and she gets all these people fired but when they look into it in this case um her story just wasn't correct it wasn't it, was, it wasn't true so these people they had their lives ruined and people would call them and they, they couldn't get another job just because of this thing that blew up. Nobody cared about the truth anymore. Yeah. You know? I've, like, in those cases, that's when cancel culture is, like, way out of control. But I feel like there are there are um, certain thing, certain times and certain situations that cancel culture is kind of good because it brings awareness to situations and aspects about society that we haven't really looked at and things that need to be fixed. But trying to, like, cancel Mr. Potato Head or canceling Eminem for something he said probably back in, like, 2000. 
Yeah. Like, I, that, that's I mean, he said a bunch of homophobic stuff, but that was, like, okay at the time, you know? Yeah, pe- people didn't freak out about that kind it of stuff. It was subversive. Yeah. And but, I just... yeah, I mean, when it's, like, Marilyn Manson or, like, Bill Cosby, it's different, you know, or Kevin yeah. Spacey, but, like, other times, you know, like... Aziz Ansari, like, even had his own thing where he, like, made out with a fan, and she came home with him, and they, like, started... He's, he kept trying to initiate, like, sex, but she didn't. And eventually she left, but, like, it became this, like, scandal for a moment, like, years ago. But, you know, one of the arguments somebody wrote in a news piece about it was that, you know, like, it was kind of just like a bad date, you know? Yeah. The person needed to say that they didn't want to do that, and, you know, it was just kind of blurry. That kind of stuff can be, like, it can be tricky, you know? when there's consent or not, you know? Yeah. Because, uh, like, yes, you, you need consent, but you kind of would rely on the person to tell you that they consent or unconsent. There's a realm, there's a reality where you could ask for consent every step of the way, and I'm not going to say that that's, like, unrealistic even. Yeah. I don't want to get in trouble, you know, but it's just, like... <laughs> When you're with somebody and you feel the heat of the moment and you start making out, it just, the way we have it right now is it just kind of naturally evolves to, you know, you're touching their thigh and then you're taking each other's shirts off. It's just, I'm not saying it's not possible to ask for consent, but like, you know, we live in a time where it's like, we're still, we're still transitioning to being more woke. So I don't blame people for like, as a man not knowing you know when is too far you know that's that's new education for a lot of men yeah and so i think sometimes you know it's it's cancel culture does get ahead of itself you know and like you know it's it's true that all of us have done horrendous things you know not horrendous horrendous things but we've anyone who's trying their best to be a feminist to be an ally messes up at some point um Everyone messes up, bro. Everyone messes up. I mean, the thing I like, just in one sentence, it's just that, like, the heart of cancel culture, as you read it right now, does not want a person to rehabilitate and become a better person. They're just focused on the punishment. And the problem with that is there's so many people who are messed up for so many reasons. You know, it may be their fault, it may not. But, you know, there's there's just there's so many people who are messed up and they do things but if you all out cancel them it it makes them it makes it really hard to live to be a human being at all and that just kind of makes it even harder to become any better if you even wanted to it'd be hard to after the way things come down hard on people in, in cancel culture it comes down super hard bro people can again have their lives ruined and it, it, I mean, it, it I think, gets to a point where I feel like they would rather criticize and shun this person off the earth rather than, like, let them know what they did was wrong and give them a chance to grow. And if someone knows they fucked up, if someone knows they went too far, because no means no. And if you went too far, you got to realize what you did and you got to grow and learn and be a better person. And And I think there's a difference between... A human's folly and being a predator. 
I think with cancel culture, you, you pay specific attention punitively to the, um, the type of grievance or violation it is, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, there's someone in town who got caught. He was, he was connected to a lot of parts of Springfield, um, even, like, political campaigns like Bernie Sanders. And they found out, his, his girlfriend found out that he had pictures of girls asleep exposed that he took of them. Right. Oh, what the so that's, fuck? That's rough. That's rough. And he got off Facebook for a few years and I saw him pop up again and he looked totally different. He was dressed in a cowboy hat and a mustache and taller. Well, no, not taller, but his look was completely different. You really yeah. couldn't recognize him. But he was coming back into society. And like, though that was a very rough thing, do I personally like choose to accept that person back into the community um yeah if they earn it i think they they should they should be able to but if you're somebody like kevin spacey or you've like you are a child rapist or you know like you abused your kid for 13 years or you have a pattern of like all your past relationships were really mentally abusive then yeah, it, it kind of shows that you don't really need that redemption or grace because you never seek to find it. But some people... Um, so some people, bro, just don't... They don't feel sorry. They they don't feel sorry. And they don't care. Yeah. Some, I, bet, I bet some people love... Some people probably love getting canceled. There's a lot of people that want to get canceled. Yeah. They just... They love that kind of everyone hates me like they love the reaction you know people just love the reaction that's why and like when you when you're the person that gets triggered and you're the one making the reaction that just feeds them even more not everyone sometimes like like always that people just fuck up but there are people that chase that and the first thing that comes to mind is like serial killers bro those guys don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. like they don't care. Serial killers, they get to a point where in their mind, they just, they need the violence. They need to do that to basically keep on being a human. That's like, some people have a certain calling where they believe like they were put on this earth to do that. Some people just experience certain trauma. But when they get to that point, bro, they don't need to be put back in society, dude. All right, Jen. Uh, question. Are you like are you still doing the boxing thing? Um. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I actually keep this uh, stiff board in my house. It's like a square piece of wood, and uh, every so often I I punch it. Yeah. And one day I'll I'll break it. Um, you just punch it once. No, I I punch it a few times until I can tell that like the bone hurts a little or like it's about to break skin. <laughs> that's different that's, I've never heard of that that's cool you just and what happens when you break it are you gonna get another one or are you gonna, uh, if just... I break it I think that would mean I'm incredibly strong <laughs> um, it's, a, it's an achievement it's a goal yeah it's pretty thick it's, it's really thick I don't think it's the same thing that people maybe break in karate demonstrations so do, do you think you'll ever break it yeah, I think I can. 
You think you can? You know you can, bro. Yeah. That's what you need to say. I know I'm going to break that shit. Mm -hmm. Go and break that shit tonight, dude. Uh, (laughs) You're going to fight anyone? Um, Yeah, I I do want to fight, like, amateur fights, you know? I like, honestly, I, I wouldn't tell just anybody but or admit this easily i guess but i i would love to fight and see you know how far i could go you know yeah how far i could take it you know you you think you're at a point where you could put on a good fight like a good show an amateur fight which are only three rounds yeah i I think i could do it yeah yeah it's it's a lot of training like you know compared to like i do a lot of exercise you know I'll, I can swim pretty hard or run pretty hard, but like it's like boxing just really takes it out of you. Question: You think me and you amateur fight? You think I'll last three rounds with you? Uh. And I have no boxing experience. I can kind of I kind of know how to throw a punch, <laughs> but I have no boxing or fighting experience. Mm-hmm. Well, how long am I lasting in the ring? I think you you have like quite a reach advantage you know with your arms um i don't know i think it's tough because if you don't have like a few very basic things down like uh defending yourself and just like you know like the basics yeah it it just from like unless you've done like a lot of street fighting already I, i would say that you know it's so maybe like I could probably last one round. How long are the rounds? Like a minute? Um the rounds are th- three minutes. Oh yeah. wow, three minutes. Uh I can make I bet I last one round and the second round is where I'm probably done. I think the definite thing is rather than if you could take the the damage or the fight, I think the first thing that would happen is you'd run out of oxygen, you know. You'd run yeah. out of cardiovascular ability before anything else that's the first thing that would happen is you'd be sucking on air yeah yeah that's why I, I would think after the first round I'd be so so done and because of the no, no experience I have and one of the big things that I'm learning is like how to pace yourself during a fight during the the whole round during yeah. the three minutes you know um yeah because you really gotta no, relax like, there's so much yeah. to like Staying relaxed, but also like nimble. Yeah, that that's. I I would get I would get super nervous. Do you ever get like nervous when you're about to spar, or is you just? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you get nervous? Like, where does it stem from? Are you nervous because you don't want to humiliate yourself? You don't want to get hurt. You you're you're you don't think you can beat this person. Um, it's just like all of that combined. I think it's just like a normal nervousness, like the same nervousness you might feel if you were about to get up and speak in front of people or you were about to run a track race. Um, I'm not necessarily, I don't don't think uh, the nervousness for me is like fear that I'm gonna, you know, get hurt really badly. Um, It's just like, you know, every just, fight is new, you know. It's yeah. kind of like asking a girl out or whatever. You know, you may have done it before, but it's still... Were you... Uh, we did a show 
I remember that we had yeah. like at we we took a class and at the end of the all the classes we had to put on like a thirty minute show. Were you yeah. nervous before that? Yeah, I really didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was nervous. I was nervous just because like I had done all this work and I really wanted to prove that I was good at it. And so th- that's where my nervousness came. I just like I didn't want to let myself down. Yeah, that's where a lot of my nervousness comes in. When I get nervous before something, it's like I don't want to like let myself down. I don't want to like prove to myself that I can't do that. You know, that that's where I that's why I get nervous. I wonder how much time we got, bro. I don't know. We have we have. A good amount. We just cut it right here. Okay. Is there some sort of conclusion you do? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to keep all this in right here. Okay. But, yeah, guys, this is probably it. Mm -hmm. Jen's got to get going. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun, bro. No, this was a really cool experience. I've never been on a podcast before, and, you know, thanks for having me. You got any, like, social medias you want to plug? Yeah, on Twitter, I'm... Uh, one word at Jello Jerry Good. <laughs> Jello Jerry Good. Yeah, and on Instagram, well, on Facebook I have a page. It's Jello Jerry Comedy. Yeah. Oh wait, no, hey, before we go, bro, talk about talk about your idea, the the whole oh, comedy yeah. thing, I'm, bro. I'm the president of um, MSU Stand Up Club. Like I created it and got the funding and did all the registration and so we do shows we're going to be doing them wednesdays at seven thirty, and it's like a variety show the club is for stand-up comedy but there's different parts of the show that i want to do like an audience game an interview with a guest um you know maybe some sort of entertainment each yeah. time and some obviously some stand-up comedy too bro it sounds like a great idea um Super excited for you, even though you've been doing this for a while, but yeah, how, how long has it been going on? Well, I've been doing comedy for like two and a half or three years, but uh, stand-up club is new. We've only had one show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, new show, and you guys, go, go check that shit out when you can. Check out his, his social medias for when he's posting that, but guys, I'm still giving away money. I'm just going to keep it open. I've decided I'm just going to keep it open until you guys follow me because no one's followed me so far so follow me if you want to earn 30 bucks that's all you got to do follow me at Trenton Michael underscore on Twitter and thank you guys for listening thank you to Jen Jen most likely will be back that's an amazing offer from a podcast though to Bro, $30 that's what I'm saying dude $30 all you gotta do is just follow me on yeah. Twitter if you don't follow him I'm, I'm gonna follow him yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it I'm gonna have to <laughs> yeah. give $30 to, to somebody. one of my friends so I'd rather not do that I wanna give someone that like a, yeah. that listens to this I'd know? rather I'd rather he do that too so follow for real but thank you guys you guys have a great night great life great day wherever you're at and Enjoy.